One of the biggest problems facing senior business leaders, CEOs, individuals, founders, everybody, is how to build and sustain excellence. One of the most difficult things to do is be able to recruit talent and keep talent. The model that is gonna help you as a leader or you as an individual be able to sustain excellence. Hello, hello, and welcome to or welcome back to the Raise Your Game Show. I'm your host, Alan Stein Jr., and thanks for tuning in to Season 12. This season will be focused on sustaining both individual and organizational excellence. More specifically, what it takes for you to manage stress, avoid stagnation, and beat burnout. Which, not coincidentally, is the theme of my new book, Sustain Your Game, which is currently available at your favorite book retailer, or you can visit sustainyourgamebook.com for a sneak peek, sample content, and a series of bulk order bonuses and bundles. Once again, that's sustainyourgamebook.com. In addition to it being available as a hardcover and as an ebook for your Kindle, it is also available as an audiobook, which notably offers you an incredibly unique listening experience as we've enriched my narration with music and have included over 20 minutes of exclusive content that is not found in the physical book. A virtual Q&A with me and Reese Davis of ESPN, which can only be accessed through the audiobook. You can download it now from Audible or wherever you purchase your audiobooks and immediately start to sustain your game. If you decide to go the audiobook route, I feel compelled to warn you. My smooth and sexy voice is intoxicating. So please be very careful if listening while driving. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. When I was 12 years old, I got my black belt in martial arts. The test had three primary components. Forms, which was like a dance of choreographed moves that required memorization along with perfect footwork and technique. Sparring, which is fighting an opponent. And jujitsu, which tests the ability to free yourself from a variety of holds from an attacker. These included being grabbed from behind in a bear hug, being put into a bent over headlock, and having a wrist grab by two hands. Even though it happened over 30 years ago, I still vividly remember being a scrawny preteen and having four 200-pound grown men attack me as part of my black belt test. So how did I even stand a chance given the vast disparities in size and strength? Those of you with martial arts backgrounds know the answer. I used their size, strength, and momentum against them, strategically utilizing angles and leverage to my advantage. That's how I could negate the massive discrepancy in physical stature. The goal in jiu-jitsu, judo, and other grappling-based martial arts is to use an opponent's strength against him. The size of your opponent, which may feel intimidating, can become your advantage if you understand how to use it. As the great Bruce Lee said, one should be in harmony with and not rebellion against the strength of the opponent. The other guy's size and strength can become your tool if you know what you're doing. Now, why am I talking about Bruce Lee and a black belt test that I took decades ago? Because the same principles can be utilized when dealing with your emotions. In the first four chapters of Sustain Your Game, I explored ways to alleviate stress, but there are times when the energy is so undeniable that we have to figure out how to work with it. 
That's when we need to use the powerful energy of stress in our favor. Alicia Clark is a psychologist and the author of Hack Your Anxiety, How to Make Anxiety Work for You in Life, Love, and All That You Do. She works to help people turn stress into a springboard to their best selves. Though we've been hearing for years about the dangers of stress and anxiety, Clark teaches that these feelings do not have to be obstacles or problems. Stress can be a powerful tool. It is a signal that you care and the fuel to get you through it. Alicia explained that we need to change the idea that we are victims of our stress. The first step, decide who's running the show. Remember, our emotions are here to inform us, not to direct us. In reality, stress is neither good nor bad. It's neutral. How we react to it, judge it, and what, if anything, we do in response to it, that's what matters. The difference between a stress that is enhancing and a stress that is debilitating is our reaction to it. One of my least favorite phrases is, it is what it is. I've heard that more times than I can count, usually said without much thought. And in my opinion, it's simply not true. How do we even know what it is? We don't. What matters is how we perceive it. Our perception is our reality. Two intelligent people can view the exact same situation, circumstance, or result and have two polarizing experiences and perspectives about it. Don't believe me? Go post something you believe on Facebook and then wait for a few minutes. Seeing things differently is what humans do best. Why do some players feel that taking a game-winning shot is stressful while others view it as the opportunity of a lifetime? Why do some people get nervous for a job interview while others feel excited for a chance to show their potential? Why are some people petrified of public speaking, 77% according to one study, while plenty of people, including myself, find it one of my favorite things to do? The answer is perception. Stress doesn't have to be an obstacle. In fact, it doesn't have to be stress at all. In many environments, stress is simply an energy that drives you. Recent research is showing that work strain, when managed correctly, can actually have a positive impact on productivity and performance. Your mind and body communicate back and forth. Sometimes you think yourself into acting a certain way, while other times you act your way into a new way of thinking. The fight to push down our fear, stress, or anxiety can actually be counterproductive. As epic thinker Adam Grant insightfully points out, trying to calm down during peak stress is like slamming on the brakes when a car is going 80 miles per hour. The vehicle still has momentum. It's easier to convert it to a different emotion, one that's equally intense but yet propels us to step on the gas. This is why saying calm down is not a helpful way to talk to someone who is all riled up. You're better off trying to help them channel their energy more productively. It takes practice to get to this mindset, and that's why it's a separating skill. Studies have shown that the ability to view stress as a challenge instead of a threat is among the top three most relevant traits for success at work. Keep in mind, the most important things we ever say are not spoken aloud. They are what we say to ourselves, our self-talk, and our language affects our feelings and reactions. We decide how we label our experiences, and the more neutral or positive we label it, the better we'll feel. Language plays a huge role in whether or not feeling helps or hurts us.
We may call it nervous energy, but that's just our labeling. It's not nervous energy. It's just energy. It's neutral. And we can make it whatever we want it to be. We can choose to call it anticipation, butterflies, or panic. It's up to us. But the key difference, it's what we choose to call it. According to recent research, those who are able to reframe the threat in their mind as a challenge have 23% fewer stress-related symptoms like headaches, backaches, and fatigue. Ideas don't really exist in our mind outside of language. We don't have a thought and then put words into it. These two things happen at the exact same time. Words are the embodiment of the thing, so we end up feeling the words that we use. Just remember, worry, anxiety, stress, these are all just signs that you care, that it matters. Steph Curry says, if you aren't nervous, then it doesn't matter enough to you. I've had a chance to speak all over the world in front of massive audiences to iconic brands like American Express, Pepsi, Starbucks, and Under Armour. And yet I still get a little flutter of butterflies right before I take the stage for a speaking gig. There's no way to avoid it or ignore it. So I simply reframe it. I just smile and think to myself, I care about my work and I care about this audience. I'm excited for the opportunity. Let's do this. Nowadays, that self-talk is just automatic. If you practice changing the language of your feelings, you'll be amazed how much the feeling changes too. And that's how you take control and use stress to your advantage. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for investing your time with me. I hope I helped you sustain your game. If you're open-minded and committed to investing in yourself or in your organization, please visit sustainyourgamebook.com. Your support means more to me than you know. 